Welcome to One City Podcast. Today, Pastors Chris and Karen Conley will take a deeper dive into this week's message and teach us to apply the truth of God's word in our lives. Hey, welcome to Conversations. This is Chris and Karen Conley, and we have a unique conversation today because really this is a podcast that is going to feature the story of one of our One City uh, partners, and it's an important story that really became the sermon. So there's not a sermon that goes, or another podcast that's the live version of the sermon, which we typically do. We typically have the podcast of the sermon and then a conversation about it. Today, we're, we're kind of combining two into one because of the power of testimony. Chris, do you want to set up what people are getting ready to listen to? Yes. Yeah, so typically when we do a baptism story, uh, you know, oftentimes we call it a going public story that we're publicly identifying with the man, the message and the mission of Christ. That's what baptism really is all about in this sense a water baptism. Uh, typically that'll be like a, a three minute story. And it's really amazing in video world, how much you can really say in three minutes. Well, Elizabeth's story was so powerful in so many ways. It's like a 10 minute story, but you really won't notice uh, that it's 10 minutes at all. And so um, I wanted to be sensitive to the way the spirit of the Lord was moving after her story and so uh, after her story was prayed, you could just tell that there was a, uh, a unique dynamic in the room. There was just a sense that the Spirit of God was present in a unique way, and people were, you know, processing and, and, and trying to discern how to respond. And so we want you to hear Elizabeth's story. Uh, we would encourage you to share her story, share this podcast with as many people as possible, and after you hear her story, we'll come back and just talk a few minutes about the importance of testimony and how God uses testimony to build our faith and how testimony is the spirit of prophecy and just how um, we really need to see the power of testimony in a day-by-day, uh, -day, weekly uh, place. Enjoy Elizabeth's story. My name is Elizabeth Derryberry, and today I just want to share my story of how through Christ's unyielding love and boundless forgiveness, He literally saved my life. It is a story of trauma, hurt, and pain, but one that ultimately led to redemption, freedom, and a joy I never knew possible. Though there are many verses throughout my story that were breathed into life, this verse is mine. It resounds the biblical truth of how God saved me from death. So I'm just going to begin with that. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast of my infirmities so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Prior to the turns that my life would take, 
I'd given my heart and my life to Christ at a very young age. I was His, and so was my life. Later, still at a very young age, I became a victim of multi-state trafficking for several years until I was eventually found, rescued, and returned home. Through that, I had my purity stolen. My self-worth was destroyed. And even though they were childlike, the dreams that I had for my life were lost. Those experiences had changed me, reshaped me from the little girl that I'd been before and continued to reverberate through many more years to come. When certain things happen to you or are taken from you, things that in your mind define who you are, not only in the world's eyes, but in God's eyes, it kind of hurls you in a direction that otherwise you'd probably never have gone. But sadly you go because it's all you believe that you have to offer and that now it's who you are. I finally found myself in a deep depression and after many days of crying and excruciating pain, I'd reached the end of my rope. I had seen doctors and therapists. I'd taken medications, everything I could think of, all just in vain, trying to combat a suffering that I couldn't even understand and a pain that I couldn't even locate the source of where it was coming from. All I knew was I couldn't take it anymore. It had to stop. And I had run out of ideas. As my desperation grew to be free of whatever it was that was drowning me, I made the only choice that I felt like I had left. I did what was necessary and then I just laid. I rested in the relief that I knew soon it would all be over. As I was drawing what I knew was most likely my final breath, I mustered up a whisper. It was a name that I hadn't uttered in years. Jesus, don't forget about me. Take me home. And then, as if he was standing right beside me, he replied, no, I forgive you and I love you. It was a voice that I'll never forget 
and I long for the day I get to hear again. Outside of his holy name to me, there are no two more profound statements in the English language than those. I love you. And I forgive you. Isaiah 53.5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. In that moment, a warmth washed over my body. And it was as if every cell was vibrating. I took in a deep breath as if it were the first time I'd ever drawn breath. I had no idea what had just happened. And I ran to a mirror because I thought I must be dead. This is it. He had saved my life. My broken heart was healed, renewed and washed clean. It was no longer leaking that pain and suffering and darkness that it had been before. My self-worth was completely restored and the ability to let go of things that I had held against myself that I could not let go of through my strength alone were gone. But he didn't just take away the pain. He replaced it tenfold with an overflowing joy so great that I almost couldn't contain it in front of people. He knew what I needed was forgiveness and love, not death. He knew that his purpose for my life had not been fulfilled. So my story couldn't end there. Mine is a story of the power of his forgiveness. My very life hinged on my unknowing need for that. And his ability to provide that forgiveness that only he can. I want others to see me as a living example that no matter what we've done and no matter what's been done to us, only He can determine our worth. Only He can condemn or redeem. And only He can wash us clean with the power to give us a new life inside His love. I am proof that He sees our hearts and He knows what we need, even when we don't know ourselves. My story 
My very existence is living proof that through Christ, love does work and forgiveness will set you free. Oftentimes we say that somebody's life is a sermon, and certainly as you listen to Elizabeth Derryberry's story, um, there is such power in the hope and the resurrection that she experienced in her life that is available to all of us. And we hope that this will find you at a place as you listen to it, that the Lord will speak to you, that there is a truth about her encounter with God that will um, speak to where you are and a way that you um, are called to respond when you hear a testimony like that. Yeah. So in Revelation 12, verse 11, it says, and they overcame him, speaking about the enemy, and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. And what we saw this morning is that there's nothing more powerful than a testimony that, that we see throughout the pages of scripture and throughout history. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was dead, but now I'm alive. That it's the unexplainable that causes, you know, whether you had faith or not, it causes faith to, you know, emerge in your heart. It gives you the ability to, yes, take in the intellectual, but it also goes even beyond the intellectual, into an encounter, into an experience, that if that happened for that person, maybe that could happen for me. If that person experienced a miracle, maybe I could experience a miracle. If that person experienced healing, maybe I can experience healing. If God could use that person in that way, maybe God could use me in that way. And so there's something about a testimony that causes faith to be contagious. And it's just the easiest medium by which to see faith be transferred. That, that you're watching and you're hearing a story, there's, there's, just, there's nothing more compelling than a story. That, that whenever a story is played, someone's testimony is played, you see everyone lean forward. You see all of their attention, you know, just focused on the screen because all of us, are interested in how this almighty God can work in an individual just like me and can transform my life. And so as we prioritize these testimonies, we not only want to prioritize testimonies as they relate to salvation, we want to prioritize testimonies as they relate to sanctification. Sanctification meaning you know, how we grow up in Christ, how we become more like Christ. You know, what does that growth process look like in our life? You know, many times we we tell the story of how we were found by God, uh, how we were forgiven by God, and, and we tell the story of the new beginning. But as you listen to this, we also want to hear your stories of growth. We want to hear your stories of transformation. We want to hear your stories of how God has used you. And, and also I want to share with this that in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, it says this. It says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, what does prophecy do? 
Prophecy is something that God uses to encourage us. It's something he uses to edify us, to build us up. It's something he uses to draw us near or call us higher. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that oftentimes it has an element where it speaks into the future. And so when we see those testimonies, I believe it releases faith. When we see those testimonies, it definitely builds us up and encourages us. And so we want to be a people where we are known, not just by the truth, but we want to be known by the living truth, the truth that lives in us and through us. We want to be known as a place where people say, you got to go to that church, to one city church. And we pray this for all churches, by the way, but you've got to go to one city church because like miracles happen there. Uh, The presence of God is there. The power of God is there. We see transformation all the time. It's not just something where we're learning the truth. It's something where we are, just like Jesus was the incarnation of the truth, we become the incarnation of the truth. We become living testimonies, living examples, living presentations of the truth. Well, Elizabeth had an incredibly powerful testimony, and I hope that it encouraged everyone. Because as you sat here and and were talking about that, I thought, isn't it interesting? Because the way that the enemy works, he would tell somebody um, that maybe has had a similar journey to Elizabeth that that as we were just talking about destiny, that, you know, her destiny had been derailed. And so, you know, nobody wants to hear what's happened to me. It's been, it's not been the journey that I've wanted. And then I can hear the enemy also whispering to somebody who would say, oh, well, I don't have like a really dramatic story. And so nobody really wants to hear my story. And it's simply not true. Um, God uses story and our story. Nobody can refute a story. They can refute lots of things, but not the experience that you have had with the Lord. And, and if your testimony is you had the privilege of growing up with godly parents in a godly home, and because of that, you had some protection in your life, and because of that, you had some provision in your life, and and, and you had more blessing than you know some of the the, the struggles— Praise the Lord for that testimony. Now, guess what your next testimony is? Your testimony is not just a salvation testimony. It's a sanctification testimony. It's the stewardship of what you do with what you've been given. So now it's your privilege to live out a bigger and better story. It's your privilege to live out a testimony where you have the awesome testimony about what God does from this moment forward. That's where none of us are left out of the story. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single episode. Join our movement and help us to prove that love works. You can give towards our mission at onecitymemphis.org.